Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music and news and cool bands and their music and their new albums and laughing, which is not what you do for this band's record, I guess. Uh our guest for this episode is the band Kali Masi from here in Chicago. Uh, apparently they are high school friends of Lizzie's, but not really. And it's like really weird because apparently we went to high school together and I didn't realize it off the top of my head, but it's always really cool to see people making really good music, especially since they're good people because we only stand nice people on this podcast to... <laughs> have them on and just talk with them and make music but i swear to god if you are in a band and you're in high school or you're an artist that i knew in yeah. high school uh do not get a hold of me if you are mean because i do not want to fuck you. <laughs> don't, just don't we only stand nice people. we're not bringing you on we're not bringing you on don't be shitty if i went to high school with you and you were in a band don't 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 uh anyway we talk about their new record which apparently is pronounced haha and uh and how three of them are not as emo as one of them <laughs> and who uh didn't really know we we're talking about with panic at the disco references but uh it's still a fun chat it's still a fun time they are really nice uh nice people and as you know we only stand nice bands so uh we'll get into that in a moment but before we do lizzie what's going on with you so i just got my first full-time radio job so that's really cool but with that it's going to come with um some changes to our, like our scheduling um after this month and we're still trying to figure it out um and i'm just trying to get more info from my work and see how things are going to play out but we'll probably be changing some interview scheduling in time but we're really really excited to get that solidified because we have some really cool people we're going to talk to and we're also going to be just having more people come on that are going to be bigger names. So we're really excited to get to that. Um, otherwise, uh, I've started posting regularly on TikTok. And if you want any trends done, any reasonable trends done, let us know. And I'll make Brian do some of the unreasonable ones uh, just to get him on there, get him doing something. Be unreasonable. Just be unreasonable. Let's see what happens. I'm going to I'm going to just copy some of the ones you've done and like I know you're you're one about the albums the other day I was doing doing some numbers on Instagram I was actually, surprised by that TikTok. for sure I wasn't expecting yeah. it So uh I'll I'll copy that uh I'll copy that one and just you know there'll be some of my face on the TikTok which I'm not stoked on Sometimes we I'll have to have Brian fine. make a cameo just so everybody remembers that he's a part uh, of this too it's mostly just the, 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 the podcast references. And then it's like, oh, who's that fucking idiot that's on your <laughs> on your TikTok? Is he your podcast? This is it's like stupid. that whole like <laughs> Twitter trend that was on this weekend. It's like boyfriend reveal. It's like co-host reveal. Podcast host reveal. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, what's going on with you, Bessie, this week? 
I don't have much. Uh, like Lizzie said, we're, we'll keep you posted. Join us in the Discord uh, to get notified of all of the stuff we're doing. Emosocial.club slash Discord. You can find all of our links and stuff in the show notes. Uh, you can also check out the episodes over on YouTube. We'd love it if you could subscribe to our YouTube uh, as the coming months will be a little bit less uh, stream heavy. We may be moving over to YouTube and some content on the other platforms. So we'll always have the podcast and we'll always have some of the streams, but make sure that you're following us on other stuff. If you want to just be up to date, it would mean a lot and it would help us promote the and shit. keep the memories forever. Keep the memories. Thanks for the There's memories. There's only one way to keep memories. It's to have them on the internet. Um, yeah, please, please like and subscribe and share. If you enjoyed this episode with Kali Masi, uh, you know, just throw it out to some other people. Be like, hey, check out this band, Kali Masi. They're really cool. They're really good. Check out this podcast episode. That would mean a lot. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's just let's let's just get into it. You know, jump on in. Jump, it. jump in it. there. Two feet in. Get in the pool. Water's fine. Oh, this no. is our episode with Kali Masi. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here tonight with our friends in Kali Masi. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you on. Thanks yeah, for having me. Yeah, excited to be here. Let's let you all go around in a in a in an organized circle fashion, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to do this with like pointing at boxes on you a screen. You can just like popcorn each other. Be like, who's looking yeah, over yeah. next Let's to play you popcorn. on the Zoom screen? Let's do alphabetical order. Jesus. Ooh. So iPad, iPad, go go first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, I'm iPad. Uh, I play bass in the band. Kali Masi. Uh, my name is Anthony. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about myself. But I'm Anthony. I play bass. And you go popcorn, and then you and say, "And I fucking rule." <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, now Jay, it's, I guess it's John's turn. Uh, I'm John. I play drums in Kalimasi. Popcorn, Sam. Uh, I'm Sam. I play guitar and sing in Kalimasi. Popcorn, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wes. I play uh, guitar in Kalimasi, and uh, I guess I'll popcorn it back to you guys. I guess so. There we go. Seamless. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, it, you know what? The popcorn system never failed me. That's yeah. never failed. I, I mean, aside from all the times that it probably has failed, but I was about to say, like, what if you were in a class and you're like, I don't fucking know anybody here. Yeah. Cause I've definitely had that. And I'm like, I'm not having a good time anymore. I was never having a good time. <laughs> For you would be popcorn. popcorn in the Senate. That would be cute. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> senators popcorning to each other <laughs> yeah. maybe you know what maybe that's the secret that's how we're gonna get anything fucking done <laughs> yeah trump trump saying popcorn your turn yeah popcorn <laughs> popcorn over to that senator i love that senator <laughs> anyway before we get into any impressions on this uh we are talking to you because you have just released your second full length laughs with some brackets do you pronounce the brackets or is it just laughs you don't pronounce it at all I feel you don't like pronounce I, anything. I feel like I have to. <laughs> I have to say. I feel like it has to be said in like kind of like a weird like accent, like ha ha ha, just because yeah. it's like italicized too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, Spanish. it's in Spanish. It's in Spanish. Wow. <laughs> so you mean it's ja 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 then? <laughs> ja ja ja. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> ja ja binks. Ja ja binks. 
Uh, well, yeah. Is there anything you want to tell us about the record? I mean, I know I I know it's good, and I know that it's fun, and I Thank know you. that it's laughs laughter. That's those are all the things I was gonna say. It's good and it's fun. Um, <laughs> it's out. It's our second full length. We're excited about it. We're glad to be here talking about it. Um, I don't know. Been a, it's been a whirlwind this release. Yeah. yeah. People keep always ask us, like, what's the record like? And it's, I don't know. You, you got to decide that for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what we've been asking this a lot of guests because a lot of records that have come out, especially like now, have all been written over the last year, which is like a great time to be writing music, I guess. But also, I don't know, motivation wise and like doing things and wanting to like, create in this environment i'm like that's got to totally. be the most interesting part of it so is there any like special stories you have about like keeping up with it and like you know getting getting an album written or or is this kind of even before uh the pandemic before any of that that happened before we we like we had a good honestly because we spent all of pandemic just like mixing the record and making videos and album artwork and stuff so like we we finished the record like a few days in certain locations cases, but pretty much a week to two weeks before lockdown happened, we were done with it. Mm. Um, this is just like a timing miracle for, for our band. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can definitely tell in a lot. So I know I've read a couple of their interviews and listened to a few other pods that you guys have been on about this record. And you guys have a lot of heavy influences from like Alkaline Trio, but I also hear a lot of Rise Against in some of your songs too. And I'm just wondering where, what other like influences were you going for when you were coming together with this album? Popcorn Anthony. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, I've said, I've said it before, but we have, we all have a lot of pretty disparate influences, I think. Um, so we all kind of come from like very different places musically. Um, but I don't, it's, I, it's, it's hard to say where, we all intersected, I guess, you know, like, I mean, that's kind of, I think that's kind of what made making this music so exciting. Cause you know, Sam has his songwriting influences. Once we all kind of start getting into the mix, it all, you know, goes to like totally different places. Um, one of the musical like sort of reference points that uh, I feel like we made at least a couple of times was Billy Talent. Um, yeah, I think Billy Talent, <clears throat> we talked about a, a little bit for sure, just because they're like, I think the deeper you dive into their records, there's just like a lot, a lot more going on than I think it, they initially advertise. We also talked about like bands like Against Me a lot and like The Clash and how like for us specifically as four people with like really different tastes in music, like our songwriting process is nice because like maybe... Wes will be going for one thing and then Anthony will be like, well, I hear that. I hear something completely different. And it just kind of ends up being like, I guess just what our band sounds like. But I think we're just influenced by people who are just like every record. They're like, we're going to do whatever we want because that's kind of how I think we approach our songwriting is like, let's just work on it until it sounds dope and it makes us happy and it feels accurate to how we're feeling, you know? can understand that um especially like with some of the other like with the opening track it's like the longest song and i'm like okay this is really cool but it's like so like 
emotionally charged and filled as well to kind of like segue into everything else that's on the album. Is it the longest song? On the whole? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Oops. Funny. Oops. <laughs> that's that was, actually that, that's the follow-up EP. It's oops to laughs. It's oops. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. There was a, a lot of um conversation about what the first song on the record was gonna be and a lot of sort of like is it a really great idea to start it with the longest song, or is it the worst idea ever to start it with that song? And I think we all kind of <laughs> went back and forth with whether it was going to be uh, whether whether people were going to like appreciate that that was something that we did or not because it is kind of like I don't know it's like kind of uh, uh, I don't want to say like a challenging song but it's like not the I wouldn't say it's the most accessible song on the record so like starting the record that way was definitely kind of like we knew that we were rolling the dice a little bit by doing that. Yeah, we did that in the first record. We started with uh, what I'm pretty sure is our shortest song and uh, more digestible. So we had to switch it up this time three years later. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing we talked about a bunch with this record was just like uh, not like not underestimating listeners and being like, oh, shit, does this part like does this part in the song change too much? Is it too complicated? Or is it like, are people going to get it? Like if if we don't have it being like verse chorus with like all these repeats. And those are great songwriting tools to make a song like really fun to listen to. But we were just like, no, people will get it. Like, let's just put it out there and, and we believe in it. And like, people are like, listeners are smart. They're n- they don't need it to be like spelled out, you know? So if we were kind of like, this will be a cool song. It'll be like kind of a challenge to see if like, if you like this song, you're really going to like the rest of the record. <laughs> It's giving it all of, up front is what it yeah. is. I've had a lot of theories lately about like, we've been going back to like nostalgic records, like Paramore, Fall Out Boy, you know, looking at like these records and like how they're sort of structured back in the day when like you actually had to go buy a record at a store, right? Like there was no big Apple music, uh, Spotify, you know, sort of thing where you could stream any song, just the singles, whatever. So you were listening to a record and kind of getting that, that first song, that first song was your introduction, right? And you're 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 ready to hear the rest of it and like how the structure of those albums have kind of changed over time. But looking back at like all these these nostalgic ones and going like, man, they just like put like four singles like right up at the top. And then like the rest of the record like sometimes has really strong songs, sometimes it has just okay songs. Like I feel like now music is just like we have to put all strong songs on the record because you're just gonna hop in shuffle or you're gonna like really dig one and it's like you know we'll put out 12 pop songs because that's what is gonna keep people around and listening like do you think that like music is kind of i don't know i i don't want to say evolved but just like is do you think there's like a change in how people are are putting records together are building records out like where the track listing goes you think that's like kind of changed over the years yeah i mean i think that like there are definitely like trends with you know there was kind of especially in emo there's like a in punk rock there is definitely a trend of having like a bookended record where like the first track was like an intro and the and the last track referenced the first track that was like a thing for a couple years i feel like um and i mean also the stakes are just higher like as a musician you it's not really enough to just 
write and play and record music anymore. You, you know, recording music can be very easy. You can do it in your bedroom or on your phone or on the bus or whatever, and just fucking upload it. Um, you don't need a, a lot of money and personnel to do that anymore. So I think the trade-off is just that like, you have to like really kind of fight for people's attention. Um, if that's what, if that's, what's important to you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, obviously works in your favor to have like all killers on the record, um, and just have like no snoozer songs, um, to just kind of like really keep your, your foot in the door, um, and keep people's attention, you know? Yeah. yeah I don't know if that, how much that's changed. I, I, I feel like it, that's probably been a thing for a long time ever since people were putting out records that, hey, let's try and make every song good. Uh, or like maybe in the 60s and 70s, they didn't think about um, sequencing as much, but I feel like in the past couple of decades, like sequencing is always a very important thing that I've, I've like, I, I listen to a lot of music podcasts and like sequencing will always be something that comes up. And I think everyone in this band too are pr like pretty like album centric people. So when like a band like, that we like puts out a new record, we'll listen to it like front to back and like we're less like um, single oriented people and like we appreciate full records, um, how they are kind of as a concept. Um, so we put a lot of time into the sequencing to make sure like it would flow because hoping that people like us would listen to it with those same ears of like, all right, let's take 35 minutes and listen to this whole thing all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. My, my theory is that the emo record with the best sequencing then is panic at the discos. A fever you can't sweat out. So I'm just throwing that out there. Just want it on record. <laughs> I, agree. I think Wes is the record. only one that knows That's that true. record. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one. It's one of my top 10 favorites. I love I'm, it. I'm seeing the My Chem shirt. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. listen, yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. The Emo Social Club, I had to come prepared. You had to come. You, know. <laughs> you had to pander <laughs> that record. <laughs> Pandering to your audience. He's, be of... there. He's like, the kids like this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stopped by the Hot Topic and I grabbed this for the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh my reasoning for that is just that like there are a couple single like like the singles that came out for that record are generally in the middle and then at the end of the record like i write sins is the eighth track on the full uh i think it's 11 songs altogether 12 songs mm -hmm. on it so it's like uh you know putting your putting your biggest single and one of like panic the disco's biggest singles of all time as the eighth song on the record i'm like oh you know what looking back like that's kind of interesting from 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 like all these other bands that were putting out like their their biggest three singles they knew were going to be like one two three or like within the first five songs on the record and then like they kind of i had a friend who once was like yeah we went into the studio and we were telling the producer like oh we're, we want like this one this is going to kind of be like that like part where you like kind of you know put in the ballad and you like kind of drop the energy down a little bit and then you have like the long song at the end and all this and the producer's just like, why not just write fucking good songs and like yeah. put them all throughout the record? And he's like, shit, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it's it sucks a lot when a record starts and the you know the hit is the third track, and then by the fifth or sixth track, you're like, all right, fuck this, I'm, I'm yeah. Over it. And you just kind of leave. Uh, yeah, I, I've only been like realizing it because I'm going, you know emo social club and we're just like what did we do when we well, were 12 and then like you like got like told me like we had i don't think it was an argument i think we were just like very like loud about it i think through like text probably if you can get loud through text um 
all caps all the time all caps all the time we don't fucking stop we are never mm. quiet and mm. you were explaining to me about like sequencing and like why like half the album is a fucking banger or not and now i like just keep thinking about it all the time like i was listening to cage the elephant's last album i'm like why is half of this album really fucking good and the rest of this is terrible except for tokyo smokes and then i remembered why and it's because oh. we had these conversations yeah I I I, we, I don't know why we, people write bad songs. <laughs> I guess. And put them we on the honestly spent like two months arguing about sequencing for this record, so mm. we like completely understand like what you're talking about. It was like <laughs> it was very intentional and uh, a huge part of a lot of time during quarantine was was listening to playlist versions of the record and seeing what felt the best. And mm. yeah, yeah, it's a good way to do it. Just playlists like so you probably listen to your record like a hundred times now just to be like hundreds to of get times, that yeah. right one yes <laughs> yeah since i've like we're talking about sequencing I've, i'll notice that when a band puts out a record and then they tour on the record the song that they'll open with on that tour is like always the first song off of the new record mm -hmm. even if it's yep. not like that great of a song it's always the first one and it's, it's interesting how that works mm -hmm. yeah so now yeah. out of this, have you guys started to, I don't know if you have before, but do you typically listen to albums straight through fully without like shuffling or like, are you playlist type people? Album. I'm a record guy. Yeah, albums for sure. Yeah, I think we're all kind of in that camp. I love making playlists for people, but yeah. I sequence them like thinking about how it's gonna let's bring the energy up <laughs> bring it back down, bring it down like, I definitely know? like i'll make a, a playlist of like not a long playlist not like 100 songs like 10 to 15 songs mm. and i'll try and like make sure that the end of one track like brings you into the next one so i, I just sequence the playlist like a record i've never gotten one of these sam porter playlists before <laughs> wow <laughs> i'll make you one <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you guys have known each other for so long you haven't made any mix like you know mixtape equivalents wow i think there's probably a burn cd somewhere <laughs> that you get i remember being at a party at your house in high school and while everyone was downstairs partying i was just upstairs taking music off your computer onto my ipod <laughs> <laughs> like just to awesome. up my like new ipod oh my god that's a very specific moment in history yeah. when you're like, oh, I brought my laptop if you want to get any songs off of it. I know. It was so fun to drag it. Like, yeah. drag it to J yeah. John's iPod. Yes. Like, the technology had to, like, figure out to, like, can I get a song from somebody else on my iPod by plugging it in? And, like, yeah, every party be somebody, like, asking about that kind of shit. Like, oh, what songs <laughs> do you have on there? Can I grab any? I'm glad we have I will Spotify say, though, now. that, like, with records, it takes me a really long time. Like, if it's a really good record... Like, I've been listening to this record uh, by Somos, that last record they put out, uh, Prison on a Hill. And it's like, I'm super late to the game with this record already. I know it's good, but I just I just hadn't, hadn't given it a shot. Um, and it's like, I've listened to the whole record a ton of times now, but like I've listened to the first track like 100 times and the second one 99 and the next one 98. Because I would like, it's so good that like I'll listen to the first track and then I'll get to the second one and I'm like, I got to go back to that first one. And it, like, it'll take me a bunch of listens before I'm ready for the second one. And then it's the same thing all over again until I'm like hmm. at the last song. And I'm like, okay, now we can start the record over. I love every song. Um, <laughs> record's fucking awesome. So this, I don't know, this may be controversial to some people. I don't know. But when I heard Paint Me Jade, 
I said, is this Jesus of Suburbia <laughs> a little bit? That's the vibes <laughs> I'm getting. And I stopped and I texted, I put in our notes to Brian. I said, please tell me I'm wrong. And because I kept listening <laughs> it's like to it. And it's a good song. <laughs> it's a good song. But I definitely kind of also heard that integrated into the mix as well. And I thought that was like kind of an interesting choice. We changed, we changed it. Uh, to make it less like Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to sound like Jesus of Suburbia at all, but like I, I, that's where I fell off with Green Day. I know the song, obviously. I know right. the fucking song. Um, but like, it was, it was like, bum, 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 bum. And Anthony was like, we can't do that. <laughs> Green Day's so, calling you guys geniuses. up right now. They're like, Listen. we're musical geniuses. So we changed it to, bana, nah. Way different. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the song is not that, that song no. at all, obviously. But I, I understand where you're coming from. We also realized that, thought about it, didn't do a good enough job changing it. Here we are. Hey, look, I will say, it took me a couple, like, I listened to it once through, and then I rewinded it, basically, on Spotify. And I like listened, I'm like, this is, this is it. Wait, am I going crazy? But I'm glad that it's confirmed here that I am not yeah. going crazy. And that's the vibe everyone's like, going for. There are only so many ba 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 like that you can do in punk rock before yeah. it sounds like a song. Another song. It all just comes back around. It sounds like Green Day. Yeah. You only got three chords to work with in the Green Day spectrum. Exactly. I can't tell if you're being serious about liking Green Day or not, because I've found that there's a lot of people who are hating on Green Day lately. No, I and I'm like, Day. okay, real. Yeah, we have to vet everybody. Like, we don't know. Then we'll also go on like a Blink 182. Like, we hate New Blink 182. Then people are like, actually, I like New Blink 182. And I say, I'm so sorry. I haven't found one uh, person. Sorry, uh, but also why? <laughs> I think yeah. New Blink 182 is pretty good. Why? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna know. go ahead and end the stream just a little early tonight, and uh... <laughs> there, there's like some, the the newer one. There's like some catchy stuff to it, some catchy songs. Yeah, that's fine. There you go. That's I, enough of a response. I like oh, wow. just in the past two years started listening to the self-titled record because I just like fell off after "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." I was talking to my coworker, and I was like dude, that's like the Blink record. It's so good. And he was like, are you crazy? Like, you haven't listened to the self-titled one? That's like their adult record. And then yeah. I listened to that one. It's fucking great. So I'm like, I'm like, I feel like an old man. I'm like super slow to like <laughs> finding out about like Matt Skiba's in Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> that one's still like fine. It's like, wait, what? That's not Tom. <laughs> Where are you? I ask to Tom DeLonge. We played the Riot uh, Fest when Blink-182 played, and I uh, pretended to be chasing a balloon uh, because we had, like, our VIP passes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were allowed on, on... We saw, like, we saw Rancid side stage. We saw the Rock and Tours, like, side stage. It was, like, incredible, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like, sweet. We just get to be side stage for Patti Smith and every fucking band. And then we go to try and get side stage for Blink-182, and they're like, absolutely not. No one can come up here. And so we're like, oh, this sucks. And then I saw this like balloon, there's like balloon people with like balls and balloons. And I like yeah. pretended like I was like, oh, it, it bounced over there. Hang on, let me go get it. And I like ran between the buses and I just snuck on stage. And I was just like, <laughs> there. I said it was so cool. Yeah. I well, didn't, you could hear I tried to get into that in line, but 
I wasn't allowed, but I watched uh, Dan Andriano show his pass and then get on side stage. I was like, all right, you're 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 close enough to them, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I felt like such a piece of shit. I was literally like like 50 feet up looking down on my band and my friends as they were like in the dark, <laughs> like behind the stage. And I was like, hey. Hey guys. So <laughs> I made it. I wouldn't deny you that. I wouldn't yeah. deny you that. Yeah. You got to take those even moments for yourself sometimes. Even though you're a poser and didn't even listen to this self-titled one until a couple years ago. <laughs> they, were yeah. playing, uh, they were playing Enema, though, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's within the range of time. Oh, yeah. 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 I fist bumped I... Mark Hoppus. That's all. Ooh. I can Ooh, there contribute we go. to that. Dude, nice. take it. I was like walking towards him like that, and he was like, "Oh, do I know you?" And I just didn't say anything. You're like, "Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> We're besties, didn't you know?" <laughs> Remember me from ten years ago? It could be true. Listen, it could, yeah, it could be. Like I, I could toured go... with you, dude. Yeah. I want those other whiny emo kids. Come on, get with it. Like. When I look at a lot of people at like a riot fest, I'm like, I could definitely pretend to be somebody else right now. And nobody would tell me apart. Like I'm ordinary white guy right now. I could walk into anywhere and just go, I'm literally anyone. And I could just get through. I feel like it's very easy and fair. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> or, uh, I heard that if you are carrying a ladder, you can kind of get into just about anything. Yeah. I believe that. I'm not going to stop and get a ladder. Yeah, they'll be like, who's going to say something? Like, they, they're all right, they're working. Let yeah, they're, through. They're, they're putting on the show. I have nothing but respect for my troops. The reflective ladder vest. Could you ladder get into the park with a, with a ladder? Invisibility cloak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Am I going to show up to Riot Fest with a ladder this, in my car? This this podcast is now about how you can sneak into music festivals. And we're yeah. just going to popcorn around. And that's it. And yeah. hope for the best. Me and John could talk about that for a while. I think. <laughs> we did that for years. Yeah. There's a, yeah. I got, yeah. We snuck into Lollapalooza, Pitchfork, all in high school. It was a blast. Yeah, just jump the fence. It was super fun. Jump the fence or run in the exit. Um there's like a there's a photo of me on Flickr somewhere like mid porta potty hop because you climb the fence and then hop the porta potty and someone got me I'm like in the background like hurdling a porta potty. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Then they, then they start arresting people and, I, and if you're if you're 25 and you get arrested for trying to sneak into Lollapalooza, that's that's kind of embarrassing. But when you're 17, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 You're 25. You know somebody who works there in some capacity, or you can maybe afford to get in. Please don't don't embarrass yourself. Don't do it, guys. It's not worth it. It's fucking Lollapalooza. Look. Brian, There's a good band playing. I want to go. Brian, I know we had our 21 Pilots experience at Lollapalooza, but. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would, what was I your would 21 Pilots experience? <laughs> yeah, share. I, share with the class. You can't just say that and then. Lizzie, Lizzie cried on my shoulder. Because uh, we had. Well, I guess my arm because you're much had, shorter than I am. But yeah. <laughs> like they started playing car radio. And next Brian, thing I know. There was, there was a lot. There was a lot of wine. There's a lot it's of a lot, it's a lot of wine. There's a it lot was of a... things involved. There's a lot of things involved to lead up to yeah. that moment and seeing Death Cab for Cutie earlier that day. Yeah. And Tenacious Ooh. D. Knowing people in the VIP is great until 
It's not. And also, <laughs> it's, a, it's weighted. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But anyway, she's cried. It was a lot of, I was like, I'm only going to have two drinks today. And each of those was a complete bottle of rosé. So <laughs> I only had two drinks for the entire day. It was great. You and love you 21 just, Pilots? Yeah. Did they sing yeah. the sad songs? You know, yes. Yes. But also, uh, I found that they've been obviously changing their sound over the years, you know, in the into their third record. And they just put out their new single. And I'm like feeling this new single. And I'm like, you know, I felt like their last record was a, lot, a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, much like we were saying about sequencing, a lot stronger at the top and a lot, uh, a little bit more, you know, fluctuating at the end, I guess. You're so, being so that, polite for no reason. 21 Pilots is not they might be stream, here. Brian. They might be here. I don't know. I don't know where those... I don't know if they're just looking for opinions about their, their new single online, if they're just coming through streams, like trying to get some some hot goss. The Emo Soch Club might be dropping hot goss. Yeah, Sipping hot, tea. Hot goss. Yeah. All right, Kali Mossy, what's the hot goss between <laughs> how to, um, you know, hop the fence? What's the hot goss? What is it? Uh, I, I sent the photo in our in the chat. Love it. Sweet. Are you nice? That was a quick find. Yeah. See, I don't know how to chat it to the the Twitch folks, but <laughs> that's me. Try. I love the caption. <laughs> what is the caption? Is it just in, like it's bold, dude? Oh, it's got bold. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. For those uh, hanging on Twitch, you can see him leaping over porta potties in the Love chat. It. Yeah, Excellent. get it in there. <laughs> Bold dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about the uh, the video for Guilt Like a Gun because I really liked it. Uh, it kind of gave me like the. Um, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, you're really, uh, you're really struggling okay, here a little bit. How dare you? The OK Go video uh, where they're on the treadmills and and uh, just how they did a lot of those like very, very colorful, very intricately like kind of organized and choreographed videos. And I was like, oh, this is this this is fucking cool. I like this. Uh, how did that come together? How did the idea come together? How did you make it? Yeah, Wes, you want to start? So it was originally uh, Sam came up with the idea for the video of, you know, just like a, a party with phones. We're playing on them, interacting. Uh, and then sort of the initial planning out of how things would, would work together uh, with Sam and I, we had met and sort of discussed like, uh, okay, well, say if you move from this phone to this phone, how would this work in a physical space? How will it look on a table? So it was sort of, uh, it was a lot of planning, like everything together. It was like, okay, well, well, we want like the table view. We want the phones to be interacting in this way. And is this possible for us to do in real life? So we kind of made like a, like a, a plan to do both. So like first, obviously being like filming ourselves, uh, that would uh, you know be the uh, the videos playing on our phones, um, and then kind of do the table stuff working around that. And then the uh, the actual like uh, filming of the video itself with the table was uh, a lot of fun because we had the sort of the choreography down for how we were going to move the phones, but the rest of it was kind of I did it a bunch of times until we sort of found a good rhythm of like setting bottles on tables, clearing things off. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, a lot of, 
many hours spent planning. There's a lot of <laughs> test videos still on my phone of just like half of my face. So. <laughs> yeah, we filmed the uh, like what is on the actual phones like in the same room. Our friend Chris has like a, a large space that he lives in, um, like a huge studio, and we set up like four of these different colored backdrops and like had four separate cameras all running at the same time and that part is all one actual take um and then yeah four separate videos out to four separate phones then film those videos on the phones it was like choreography for for the video or for the phone section and then a choreography for the phone section um it took a lot of time and we were thinking of like oh man it'll like we we were kind of talking about how like we don't feel like a lot of like um bands like us do, like kind of go for it with a video like that a lot and we were like let's fucking try it let's see what happens if we did like a like an okay go kind of thing like what would mm -hmm. what would that turn out like um and it was really it was really fun it was a lot of fucking work but it ended up being, being really really cool so the actual video that was on the phones was was actually playing on the phones in the video yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. So one that blows my two mind. three play like and we wouldn't it would be like at least like a few seconds in before we'd realize that they were off we'd have to reset <laughs> yeah. and then the, like yeah. uh it's so, like filming the video i think the hardest part was like trying to make it look natural without just mm -hmm. like one of us like moving the phones around so it's supposed to kind of be like a party right you wouldn't just be like methodically moving phones so things work together you know mm -hmm. um but, but yeah it worked out I think, pretty well yeah I'm I, I'm glad I was right on with the OK Go reference because I'm like this. This yep. looks like they put a lot of time and effort in to make like a cool video. And I like you said, I don't see a lot of bands really taking. Video is the way to the, to get somebody to pay attention to your band now. I feel like like putting more visual content of your band out there, uh, especially now when you can't be in front of an audience. Uh, so I, I'm. I was, I've been kind of surprised that like more bands haven't been like, well, we have time. Let's like choreograph and create this intricate, cool video. So I was like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. This is like really cool. I just thought you like filmed and did like a green screen effect and like put it all in in post. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. But you're like, no, we did it all live. Like, okay, go. And I'm like, oh shit, this is, not, this is even more hard. intricate than I thought. <laughs> Blowing my mind. You don't know right how to now. do that. <laughs> <laughs> better than OK Go though, because our budget was like 200 bucks, and OK Go probably gets those cool music videos done because they have a 200,000 yeah. dollar budget. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying we were 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I we've been looking at all these videos too, and we're like, man, they used to have like thousands of dollars to do a video that's be that's on YouTube in 240p, and like yeah. this is, this is yeah. lame. <laughs> Like the uh, the first video I think of when you say that is like the thong song video. <laughs> oh my god! Like, it's so good. Like it's uh, there's so much like special effects going on and like like when the key change happens and it mm -hmm. goes to like black light thongs. Yeah. What is that? That's crazy. Don't about the stomp. There's that big. The stomp. Yeah. He, he like does the thing with his foot and the whole <laughs> all the sand comes up. It's amazing. <laughs> Me and Wes did thong song karaoke in oh uh, Edinburgh when we were in Scotland. Oh, yeah. And uh, we missed the key change. <laughs> we just <laughs> stayed right in the key. It, was, it went poorly. There's a lot of words I don't know. <laughs> I just, like, yeah. yeah. 
It's like a lot well, the, more the you, it's repeating. the repeating. Yeah, it's just the what same the, thing three times in a row. Yeah, it's well, probably it's not that goes, hard. No. Well, the karaoke <laughs> screen. <laughs> the karaoke screen is presenting like a whole other set of lyrics that I've never heard. That's in the background, or it's like yeah, it's like whatever is going on in the background of "Let Me See That Song," is yeah. So it yeah, it was confusing. It was a bit of a disaster, but hey, it was fun. We were like, like we're gonna get up there and fucking crush thong song, yeah. like me and Wes, like like Bad Boys Two, like up on stage oh and we were like fist bumping and stuff, and then we yeah. just did like like ten verses. We just did to the yeah. verse, the first verse yeah. chorus, like over and over, and then the song ended, and we were like, oh shit, okay, um, take it off, you know. We tried our best here, um, and it, yeah. it went okay, and that's all we can ask for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the Snyder cut of the thong song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we know you wanted four hours of this. Here you go. <laughs> Lizzie Popcorn. I knew it was coming. I knew it. Good. Good. Uh, so you guys had did a live stream with The Alternative, which I thought was interesting because I we haven't talked to too many bands that have done live stream shows this year. How was that getting set up? Because we have also been like, that'd be cool in theory, but it seems like there's a lot more that like we can't control to like make a good quality stream. So how was that experience for you guys? We're gonna break your heart and say that it wasn't live. We pre-recorded <laughs> it yeah. at our practice yeah. space. Always. Um, you gotta do it. And mic'd it all up and mixed it and, and stuff like that. But yeah. that's a good question. Cause I think about bands who do do live like and that sounds so stressful and so there are so many like moving parts to make something like that happen i'm it's way easier just do it pre-recorded and i feel like people are stoked on it either way i mean after all the choreography you did for the video that you made that you made i'm sure you could do something live too <laughs> just a live performance of moving phones around a table <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it it really is like I've seen a lot of bands that have tried to do live stuff and it's just like internet and how many viewers are coming to it and all this kind of stuff. I was just watching like, like, I guess probably a lot of like big TV shows like Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon and like all, all these like late night shows are doing like all these performances too. And I'm like, man, you can't even figure out how to do a live performance. Like you're like, obviously they're pre-recording cause they have a ton of money, but if they do anything live, it's super choppy nobody knows how to like operate and i'm like we've been in this for a year you should know like how to talk on zoom and how zoom works and like also why are you using zoom for this your multi-million dollar studio like what are you doing so yeah. it, i don't know it, it seems strange and i know a lot of bands have kind of shied away from it because they're like i don't know how to do this and i don't know how to set it up and like we could just do stuff on our own too um but at least like you know taking that chance and doing something recorded i'm sure is like still stressful but is, did you get like a good response to it from from your audience yeah i think so <laughs> we we did another streamed event for our record release show and i feel like that it that went a little bit better so we did the alternative one and we kind of discussed ways we could have made it better or and so then two weeks later we did a our record release one and we were able to be to like um make it better based on the alternative one and how was planning that because i think that was one of the first like bigger 
like kind of record release like live stream shows obviously pre-recorded live stream um so what kind of came into mind when thinking about that was that something that was originally entailed or was it something that you were like let's just try it like fuck it let's just try it that came together so last minute yeah, yeah. i feel it was like the it was like a week and a half before we did it we were like should we do it let's do it. okay let's do it all right i guess we're doing it we, so we have to do it um and we just reached out to a bunch of people and we were like let's make it low pressure and ask people to just do like a song or two songs or don't even play a song like just show us how to make a drink or something just to have all our friends in on it and everybody was like yeah fuck yeah that sounds cool like everybody said it was wild how many people were like yeah totally i'll do it hmm. yeah i think sometimes when you have like uh yeah when we kind of uh, opened it up to like as many people yeah Sorry. when you have a specific no it's okay when you have a, a specific deadline for something and it's like okay this is due in a week opposed to this is due in a couple a few months or something when you're like then it kind of things can get done under pressure pretty well mm-hmm. uh, maybe i think we would have overthought it if, if if it was months in the making and i think it went fantastically yeah yeah do you think um if like the, oh go ahead the uh the, the live stream thing um like actual like live stream thing because at the beginning of pandemic i did a, a couple of like acoustic ones mm-hmm. um and they were really fun but man you really like you're like play the last chord and then you are very alone because <laughs> <laughs> there's like no comment and no response like one that i did that um i was like all right this is my last one like thank you guys so much this is really cool um and someone commented in the chat like you have 25 more minutes and i was like wait what and they're like yeah you're playing for an hour and i was like okay (laughs) like i thought i was was playing for like 30 minutes like hard like a regular live of course like 30 fucking minutes like it was an hour like i had to be on there for an hour so i was just like all right i'll play every song i know and every cover (laughs) and i just like i didn't remember all it's really embarrassing and and hard but it was just like and you're just like finished songs that and just like there's like a little number of how many people at the stream and you're just like this does not, it's not why I play music. <laughs> Did you guys know that we have our own TikTok? It's at X Emo Social Club X, and we put a lot of different cool things on there from random train dancing videos to previews of our upcoming podcast episodes and anything else in between. And also make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel as well, Emo Social Club, to search it in the search bar. We have some really cool videos coming your way. Brian is making really cool adult beverages that you can make at home. I decided to make it an emo cocktail. So this one's called the Alone This Holiday by the Emo's. And I'm going to teach you how to make your favorite coffee from your equally favorite bands. The new Spear Box Coffee. We're gonna want to do 25 to 30 grams. All the coffee comes together, all the flavors are spread up. So keep on listening and follow our other social pages. Oh, and make sure to join the club. Uh, like if shows don't come back for a while, you know, uh-huh. we don't know when they're going to come back now. Do you think you would stay doing like some some live streaming stuff or do you think you would just do like some other like focus your energy elsewhere? Uh, maybe like the occasional live stream, but like I don't think we'd want to overdo it or anything. There's always still tons 
tons of other work to be done in the band that isn't necessarily playing a show, you know. I think live streams yeah, kind of get, get old. I mean, we we definitely, uh, I don't know, we, we're pretty restless and we, we like to think outside the box a lot. So I think that like if, I think that if like the, I think whatever, but you know, became the standard in, in lieu of playing shows or whatever. I don't think that that's what would affect what we ended up doing. You know what I mean? I think we would mm -hmm. just kind of do whatever, you know, we're also not really like, I mean, for a band that like kind of it, we're, I mean, we're all very like into, into what we're doing in this band, but um, you know, we're not, we're not really swayed by like what we're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we, we kind of never have been, I think we, like we want people to appreciate what we're doing, but it's like, I mean, there's so many things that it's, it's, I mean, the industry anyway is constantly changing. And in the last year or so it's obviously just completely changed. Um, but we've just never really, I don't think we've ever really been motivated by like, this is what you guys are supposed to be doing in order to, you know, keep the ball rolling or whatever. Cause that's, just not you know i mean we, we just want to make music the way that we make music i guess you know so yeah i don't know we just do our thing yeah that's fair i mean <laughs> <laughs> i was i would, i never again zoom interviews i'm never yeah, like, we're always uh, just like i want to leave, wanna leave space for anybody wanna, else to talk yeah. the delay is there um but yeah i mean i i i guess i'm a little bit like bouncing back and forth in my brain of like oh man our show's coming back like is all this like gonna go away and are people gonna be really stoked and are we gonna have like 18 shows happening on the same night that we have to go to because i haven't seen a show in in a year and it's like what are what are people thinking about like for for their future for like right now and um i know people are just really fucking antsy to be in front of a crowd <laughs> like really fucking antsy to be in person yeah yeah absolutely i mean yeah i think that you know when when shows are a thing again we're uh i i think things are going to be very different i think that like culturally a, a lot of things have you know have changed in the last year and i also think that uh you know i mean people have just had some time to step away and think about what they want shows to be like and stuff like that um and uh and then meanwhile like the, the whole you know the industry side of stuff is going to be totally different because all the venues are going to want to operate probably in a totally different way. Um, but I don't know. We, we just do, you know, when we play shows, we're not thinking about like, we're not necessarily thinking about like, how can we get the most people to come see us or like, what's, you know, we're just trying to do what we, what we think is cool and like play well and have fun, you know? I mean, yeah, we're just not, like I said, we're just not super, uh i don't know we're not we're just not really it sounds lame but like industry minded you know we just want to do what we want to do we're gonna so stick to like live streams <laughs> <laughs> live streams only internet only band. when shows come back yeah yeah so you guys are gonna turn into an nft band is what i'm hearing mm. in the whatever last. that means yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yes we are not, not fucking trying <laughs> No, it's not a bad acronym. Concerts. <laughs> no you fun got... today. <laughs> no fun. Actually, yeah. All right, I like that one. <laughs> Lizzie, popcorn. Gotcha. 
I surprise. Noticed, wow, I love the surprise popcorn. I also noticed that you guys had originally been under a different name called The Howl up until I think it was like 2017, 2018. What made you guys change it to transition over into Kali Masi? Uh, Anthony, you got to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, uh, like a, there's like a ton of bands with that name. And we yeah. was getting to the point where we were booking our first European tour and about to put out our first like full length record. And um, it was like, just switched their name to The Howl from UK. And we were just like, like we, and we were like, hey, can you not? It was, we are already. <laughs> and they were like, no. Well, they're like, we'll never cross paths. We live in different countries. And we were like, literally, we're trying to go to your country. Um, <laughs> so we will cross paths. And we just were like, uh, let's fucking change our band. Because there was like just tons, tons of bands with uh, with the same name. Uh, we were trying yeah. to set ourselves apart, there, you know. There was that one band in Canada that was always, it was like uh, Freya Wilcox and The Howl. Mm-hmm. They're from New York. always play yeah. that. Uh, they they I, they'd always play up who's a fest with us in Montreal. I wonder if that band Howl from the UK is still a band. <laughs> Maine, I think, or they're like a metal band from. I want Maine. They're not a band anymore. Howl. They're not a band. Wow. Fuck you guys. Guess who won out? Their name. <laughs> well, you guys oh, broke oh, up. Yeah, I think you're talking about Howl. There's a, a metal band called Howl. Oh yeah, there's that one. They had the they had the rights to the name. Yeah, they had the rights, but they were like, "Go ahead and use it," and and everybody was like, "That's a trap. Don't use it." (laughs) That's a trap. (laughs) I mean, it's gonna be hard to get bookings, and it's gonna be (laughs) like the wrong fans will show up. The wrong fucking fans will show up to your. You don't want the metal fans. We did that by mistake for one of our dj streams and we said i'm, I'm sorry you all seem like very nice people but yeah no well no th- yeah did they? there wasn't that mm, did they? there were some nice people there were some <laughs> nice people i went to riot fest it was i forget what year but it was the band called the deer hunter d-e-a-r oh, yeah. and yes. Uh, the girl I was dating at the time was like, yeah, I really want to go see deer hunter. And I was like, sounds good. Let's go. Turns out deer hunter is also an electronic group where it's spelled D E E R and Mm -hmm. as all one word. And then she's like, literally their set ended. And she goes, I've never heard of that band before in my life. (laughs) I was like, we just stood here for 45 minutes watching them. What do you mean? Honestly, though, I was a fan and I, I've listened to them since. I thought they were one pretty of, good. One of them's uh, yeah, good. the dude that was in uh, Dallas Buyers Club, like uh, Jared Leto's <laughs> boyfriend. What? What? Yeah, one of the, the singers of one of the Deer Hunter bands. I don't know which one is an actor. Huh. Uh, Chad is saying Bradford Cox, singer of Deer Hunter, yeah. all one word. Okay. At yahoo.com. <laughs> I assume you email, email address too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it's sir. probably at Yahoo. Or it could be at Hotmail, okay? There are some people who have not gotten with the times. If if they're a UK artist, sure. it's definitely at Hotmail. <laughs> I hope there's no UK people in the chat who are going to call me out on that. <laughs> there, why? Is, is there anybody in the chat? <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but like even when, I, when I've worked at multiple places, people who are in Europe 
most of them have hotmail accounts like they'll email you from a hotmail account or they'll be like they'll, they'll be visiting or something and they'll be like yeah take down my email it's this and it's like it, google i don't know i don't know maybe it's still popular over there yeah i, I ship out so i like i ship our like all of our packages and stuff so i get people's emails and i still see a lot of hotmail i'm always impressed really i'm like right yeah. all right it might be the burner accounts yeah. really for a lot of people Ooh. what's wrong with hotmail yeah <laughs> yikes i don't know i just, I just I've never used it and i'm just like is this like a zune ipod thing like no it's just got like really outdated after a while like if you were to try to use the interface at a certain point it just like wouldn't really buffer or load on like any still any systems still hotmail is a company and they're like we're not fixing this it's perfect yeah one of my <laughs> one of my editors at work he uses hotmail solely he yeah, doesn't use like our MSN. actual like I mean, they, they yeah. just don't have it just That's doesn't so work it just doesn't work <laughs> but like i don't know i don't know the fact that's still an option to add to your mail app on your phone is like why is hotmail here yeah i talked so to my funny. mom on ms every day yeah <laughs> Aim. it's like it's like that kid that like keeps getting invited to the school parties but like everyone is like why does this kid keep getting invited here <laughs> like it's been years we need him like who keeps who keeps telling him to come who keeps telling hotmail to be on our phone i'm right here dude <laughs> <laughs> i mean oops oops the follow-up Brian record. is just bullying Oops. people. <laughs> Only if they have Hotmail. I, I guarantee that nobody who uses a Hotmail email account is currently in our chat. <laughs> or knows how to listen to a podcast. Oh, my God. I didn't they know Brian could, Brian's really yeah, coming out with violence true. tonight, and I'm wondering why, and I'm concerned why. They can come for me. I don't care. I, I also don't feel very strongly about the opinion I just made. I'm just like, let's just start random shit with people who have Hotmail accounts. They'll send me an email and they'll be like, dear reader. All right, Brian, what was your, what was your MSN away message then? Now you have to tell us because you're bullying everybody. I, am I away message? Like the emo lyrics? Yeah. Uh, shit. It was a my chem one. I'm pretty sure. I think it was. I just, definitely had uh, brand new lyrics in my aim. Yeah. Away message at one point. One. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine was take, uh, uh, thank you for the venom. That was my OA message for a long time. Good call. But it was it was AOL, not MSN. MSN, I think, was just be right back. <laughs> I remember I had a link to that one Bright Eyes video where uh, they go crazy. They play Ode to Joy, and like the trumpet player at the end is like smashing their trumpet like on the ground. I had a link to that video in my AIM away message. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. You had to like show your true standum during that yeah. point because what else are you gonna do? I remember be putting... alone. Yeah, <laughs> be alone. To bright eyes by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I put a bright eyes lyric in there one time, but I've never really listened to bright eyes, and I was just trying to look cool in front of I was people. There, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, I would, I will say to you right here, right now, that I was posing, pretending I liked bright eyes. 
when How I was, was I supposed to get a girlfriend in seventh grade if I didn't have bright eyes <laughs> lyrics? I'm saying. In my AM. Listen, I'm saying. Brian, how's anybody supposed to get a significant other if you don't have your bright eyes lyrics queued up on whatever app it is at this point? I was very single at that time in my life. High school was rough. I was one of the kids in the movie that like never got girlfriends, you know? Now that we don't have away messages, I'm doing much better. So Brian, I don't know. You were McLovin. You were McLovin. McLovin. So, <laughs> I felt like McLovin. that is not right. McLovin. <laughs> you are McLovin. <laughs> Gangsters, what's up? Wes is the quietest, but I feel like he is the most knowledgeable of all emo. Uh, yeah, I feel like he had, he's the one who had like the most intense like away messages and everything. Uh, he knows all about Fallout Boy and stuff. Am I wrong? No, you're not. No, I definitely think <laughs> I think with the the crew here at Emo Social Club, I think we're we're more on the same page on uh, <laughs> things we listen to. Uh, I didn't have an away message. I did have. I would make uh, just a bunch of emails, like just a bunch of like like uh, different names for emails. Uh, I, to be fair, actually, like none of them were email. I they uh, the one I had for a long time that I think I can still get into was Strawberry Fields Forever Twenty Two. Oh my god! With an underscore between each word. Ooh. Uh, also, oh, man, uh, I believe I had an uh, Astro Zombies one as well from mm. a Misfits song. So I guess yeah. maybe or at least punk, but it wasn't yeah. the MCR cover of Astro Zombies though. Uh, that's I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. That's how I learned about the Misfits. It's just in that cover. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and, you know, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Uh... Yeah. But yeah, before we get into that, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, your your band, or you can throw out your personals if you want. I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, Hotmail. At Hotmail. Hotmail. Oh my God. Kalimasi <laughs> uh, Band on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Spotify, Kalimasi, Apple Music, iTunes. What else we got, guys? Title. TikTok. TikTok. Oh yeah. Face. Um. Yeah, we're we're here on the internet very much. <laughs> on the internet right we're now. Very online. Are Are you guys actively on the on your TikTok? Is the next question. I go on it every day. Kinda. We don't post that often. We're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough to be a represent a group of people on a very individualist app. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we should just go on there and fucking be ourselves. But I don't know. Sometimes it's just what should we promote today? You know, TikTok's weird. Yeah, the biggest thing that we found is that you can't really go on and promote. You just have to. You can do it, but you have to do a bunch of dumb shit and trends in between all of it. And then yeah. hope you don't yeah. get shadow banned and then have like a couple like blow up randomly and then uh, be content with only getting up to 200 views for a while until <laughs> it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to be musicians and also um, TikTok, TikTok dance <laughs> uh, joke comedian creators as well? That's come on. <laughs> a lot of pressure on people for just playing guitar and drums and shit. Very true. <laughs> be funny. Be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there is a lot of like very good music 
stuff on TikTok, like either people who are like writing 30 second songs, uh, just like writing, you know, like, like there's one, uh, creator, I think her name is Natalie Burdick who creates like a joke song a day. And it's like, wow, this is actually really funny. And like, it's kind of like jazzy and she's just like making like cool little images on the video. I'm like, okay, I like that. I don't, I, I'm not going to do it, but I like that they're doing it and I'm going to watch this. And then when it comes to creating shit, you're like, I can't think of a, of a, I can't think of a single thing to put on this app. Yeah. That's why I have to I put it that. on for you. It's all Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie is our TikToker because she's like 10 years younger than I am. And it sucks to go through life like thinking like, oh, what? I should film this right now on my phone. This could become a good TikTok. It's like, why? I just want to enjoy it while, yeah. while it's happening to me. It's like a, my mind personally yeah. doesn't work like that. I think that's very fair. I think some minds are not built to like create content at a moment's notice like that. You got to like either prepare it or, or present it in some way. And some people are just more like, this is what I'm doing right now. And then they get like millions of views. And it's like that. Yeah. If you have a mental breakdown on TikTok, though, people really like it is also what I found. Maybe don't do that, though. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, a representation do of all that I hate in this world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, same. I've seen some really chaotic stuff. I'm like, hey, um, somebody somebody call help for you. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if you should be putting this on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we should just make apology videos on TikTok in tick TikTok? on TikTok, TikTok <laughs> but of just like s stuff we did in like fourth grade that we feel bad about yeah it's actually you guys apologizing for every single music festival you hopped into you're like i'm so <laughs> sorry i'm so yeah. sorry to pitchfork this yeah. is why Lollapalooza went bankrupt we're so sorry <laughs> i love been loving mark rebier on TikTok. he makes oh yeah Oh, yeah, yeah no, he's great. So good. That's my fave. That's my fave TikToker. That's what it should be used for, in my opinion. I just learned I just how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. it was something Rebillet. else entirely. Okay. Rebillet. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. saying. So. Maybe I'm being like overly fancy. Have you ever done no, that? Like, go crazy on a word and people are like uh, that's not it's uh, two L's makes an L sound not a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think TikTok will stay around or will it kind of be like a MySpace type of situation and be irrelevant in a few years? I think it's definitely going to stay around, um, especially with the way a lot of big media companies are adapting to it. Like, especially it's going to fill the void that Facebook has left. So I think people are going to use it as a tool, but I think it's going to evolve substantially um, as it kind of progresses onwards on what the needs of society are and what people are looking for for media consumption. That's just me and my professional opinion. <laughs> that was a really good media. answer. Yeah. Sounded like That's you've answered great. that before. Yes. I all I do is yell at a bunch of they're very nice, very nice boomers in the in the newsroom. Like, hey, I think we should be doing this. No, we don't know. Okay. Never mind. No, we don't know what it is, Lizzie. <laughs> Basically. Don't know what that is. They're like, Are you dancing? No. I can't, first of all. So no. <laughs> I think one thing that TikTok is really good for that a lot of other platforms are still dealing with, and I'm sure TikTok is dealing with it in its own way, but is the music discovery by influencer method. Like mm -hmm. with DMCA shit on Twitch and on YouTube, there's no room for somebody to be like, 
yo, I really dig this new record. Let's listen to it together and let me talk about it because everything like labels are like, you know, sending out fee fines and shit to people or they're like taking it down immediately. And it's like, but everything else on the internet is found through somebody saying, I really like this shit. Here's me talking about it. Like, it's not necessarily like the artist creating the music. It's somebody else saying, I love this music. Let's all enjoy it together. And TikTok is one of the only places where you can actually kind of still do that. I don't know if they're going through DMCA shit too, but the fact that like a lot of artists have blown up so much on TikTok just through the use of people like mouthing the words to it, like that kind of, it says something for like music discovery that no other platform can do. Uh, in just that, I think the music industry is either going to try to just destroy it <laughs> and take it down entirely, or they're going to try to monopolize and, and capitalize on it, which will keep the system kind of running over there. Well, they don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, they, they like, they use Spotify or something, don't they? I mean, I think that every time, I don't know if it's Spotify, but I know that like the way that people access songs on there is through like digital distros. So it's actually more legit. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, the industry is probably more, you know, just into uh, it's like ringtones or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a while when ringtones like weren't legit or whatever. And then suddenly they just figured out a way to monetize ringtones. I mean, now you can't monetize music itself like at all, but you know, yeah. it, I think TikTok, you know, they probably count it as like a stream or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know you upload your, yeah, a lot of people upload their own sounds. Them. Yeah. Say it again. Uh, well, I know people upload their own sounds too, so like you can create. Oh uh, yeah. Your own your own thing from there. Uh, so like, like y'all could go on there and upload like a section of a song, <laughs> like thirty seconds of a song of your, your you know the intro, the longest song, just uploaded in thirty second little bits, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, all uh, of our all of our songs are on there currently. Um, I assume just because they're, you know, yeah, like I said, through our digital distro or whatever. Mm -hmm like they're on there pretty much immediately after we released the record yeah like you were saying about like people just mouthing along to songs it's like there really hasn't been um because we didn't think that we needed it uh like a good place for people to do that you know and then the medium of tiktok is so uh it's like junk food it's like so disposable in a in a great way where people can just be like this is what I'm doing right this second and people can just watch it and go like, cool next thing. Or I like that or whatever. And like, I don't know, there's too much, there's too much prestige and preparation to like make a post on Instagram and Facebook and mm -hmm. stuff. And like, it feels like TikTok is very much like fucking whatever. <laughs> let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, uh, let's, let's keep the conversation going over on Twitch. We can chat with everybody. I saw a couple questions in there, so we'll answer those. Um, but this will be the end of the podcast part. So, uh, yeah, hang out with us on Twitch and, uh, Kali Masi, thank you so much for being on tonight. This was, yeah, uh, this is an absolute blast. Yeah. Thank you. Pick up our record, uh, uh, pick up our merch, <laughs> pick up our hot sauce, our hot Ooh. sauce. Ooh. Get hot. You got us want to talk about the hot sauce. We'll talk about the hot sauce. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Maybe that's not announced yet. <laughs> oh, it's... shit. Uh, uh, recording over. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. If you liked it, please share it around. Please tell somebody about it. You know, 
we, we talked a bit about like, you know, how these things get around and it's like because of people who like something and they tell somebody they like something. That's how people find out. You got to do it. It's word of mouth and review. So if you've enjoyed this enough, you know, go yeah. rate and subscribe. And it's definitely really important to like write reviews. But if you're going to be uh, giving out constructive criticism on the reviews, don't fucking do it. Just send us a DM. Only positive. And it just really helps us when those <laughs> reviews are there because it helps us get things going and into the algorithm because we aren't a part of like a bigger podcast network. So go review us. <laughs> We'll be back next Monday with another episode. And of course, we record these live on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. EmoSocialClub.tv. From all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. And goodbye. Ah. <laughs> that, was a little, that was a little early. You know, timing's off. It's a little quiet. I honestly need to turn it up. Turn it up in the headphones. Cool. And...